0: You're listening to Andrea K. Simple Living, where my goal is to share what I know, connect with you, and help you live simply. Each episode, I'll share something new with you. It could be anything from organizing tips, cooking tips, books or podcasts I'm loving, and really anything else. Nothing is off the table. Let's dive in. weeks ago we talked about what would you do with one million dollars and I gave you my feedback on that but this week I want to get a little bougie what would you do with millions of dollars like I don't know let's throw out a number one hundred million dollars So, with the one million a few weeks back, we were a little more limited. But now, talking about one hundred million, the seas have kind of opened. And that number really kind of allows you to dream. Whatever... Your heart fathoms at that point, at that number, you can kind of achieve. I mean, I'm not saying that one million dollars couldn't get you there, but now we're going to get a little bougie. I want to tell you some specifics. If, seriously, money was no limit, what the heck would you do with your money? Well, I'm gonna tell you my thoughts. So, step one, I think the most important step, probably, is that I would have a financial advisor hired immediately. I would probably do that for $1 million as well, but in this case, definitely, definitely. Second, I would make sure that my emergency fund is really beefed up for a good six months and granted i mean you hopefully are good to go since you have 100 million dollars but just make sure that that's set aside in a separate account and then we would be back with that financial advisor discussing the best investment options and of course It's always good to give to someone or something that is important to you. So I would ensure that the people I care about are taken care of. And also, as far as a charity, a specific charity, I don't know that I have it right off the top of my head. I would have to think about that some more, but I know that I do really care about animals. So perhaps something for um, pet shelters, something like that. So now we got all the, the boring stuff out of the way. Now, $100 million. Holy crap. So have you guys ever seen that holographic Tesla? When I was out in California a few months back, I saw one. It was beautiful. That's what I would want. And yeah, self-driving car. It sounds a little intimidating since I haven't experienced that before, but I'm down. I would I would definitely give that a go. And I guess if you hate the self-driving vehicle, you can always go back to a normal vehicle. <laughs> so, that is something that sort of like a dream car. It, it's just cool. Google it if you haven't seen one or if you don't know what I'm talking about. Also, some more specific things that I would love. I would keep my life pretty, I would still call it simple. It would just be uh, an elevated simple, I guess. So, I would definitely want a few criteria in my household at least two bathrooms now. I think with this budget, we can make it happen. The other thing, a fenced-in backyard for my dog so I don't have to leash him. I think we can make that happen with the new budget that we're working with here. And then just some some large bedrooms to have nice office space and different spaces in the house when you, you have different hobbies or activities you want to do otherwise honestly as far as the house goes those are kind of the big ones i'm looking for hot tub in the back would be a nice addition i don't even know that i would want a pool to be honest because i guess i could hire somebody to to take care of the pool at that point and that would be fine but i don't know if i want to take take care of uh, keeping a pool clean myself so now let's talk Vacations. We've got the home covered. We've got the vehicle covered. Vacations. The next three that I would want to do. Number one, I would want to return to Hawaii, but a different island. So last time I went to Oahu. This time I would love to visit Maui. Second trip, I would love to travel to Europe. Several countries would be what I think I would do if I would make that adventure over the ocean. So some that are, would be of interest to me would be Ireland and Germany, France, Italy, and I'm sure there's many more great places to visit. Next trip would be Australia. I just have always thought that that was a very cool place, lots of awesome wildlife, unique wildlife, and all of that, that, that would be a fun trip. So what do you think? What would you do? Last last few weeks ago you thought about what you'd do with one million dollars. Now we're, we're opening our minds a little bit more, a lot more. $100 million. The sky is kind of the limit with what you could do. Um, yeah, it's pretty pretty fun thought. Additionally, I just thought of something else. I think that I would maybe throw a little money into starting some sort of business, so then I could run a business and maybe have some employees and do something that I'm passionate about. don't know exactly what that would look like. But it would be a, a learn-as-you-go kind of situation. So, yeah. Tell, tell me what you think. I would love to hear what other people would do with, with a large sum of money like that. I am a part of the Rover community which, if you're not familiar, is a website that allows people who want to watch dogs or people who need their dog watched while they're on vacation or if they work a long day, etc. This website allows you to search for people in your area who would watch a pet like yours. So, I would love to share with you a few positively awesome tips to have a successful experience with watching someone else's dog based on my experience through Rover so step one that's most important is to set a routine dogs just like humans love a routine so especially when I have a dog with me for several days we get into a habit so they have usually depending on the feeding schedule but typically we'll do breakfast and then a supper time right around the same time each day we always start our morning off of course with going into the backyard doing our morning morning potty and then i like to do to keep everybody's energy levels at a nice stable place to take two walks, one um, either in the morning or around lunchtime, and then one in the evening. Those have been very helpful routines as well as the potty break schedule, very helpful. Then the dogs know, learn to know what is going to happen and then what they can expect from you. Second, very important tip, safety. So make sure that there's anything that shouldn't be, you know, on the floor within the animal's reach available to them. And sometimes, you know, there's certain, certain dogs who will get into something that another dog has no interest in. And then you just kind of have to learn and, and move things out of their reach or shut a door to a room and so on um, just to keep keep everything safe, keep them safe, and then keep your items safe too. Third important thing is to make sure you have the contact info. If you're Rover, they make it really easy. All you have to do is text right through their uh, app. And then four, food and treats. So I always stick to the food and the treats provided by the owner. If you do switch out their food, it can definitely cause them to have some stomach issues um, and so forth. So just to prevent that, if you do give a, a tiny treat or something, that of course is okay. But keep keep their food the same as what they're used to. Five, exercise and playing. So we kind of talked about that. Love the, the two walks a day. If the weather's bad, then, you know, if you only get one walk in, then that's how it is. Um, But then you can of course play inside a little bit with some toys um, throw a ball Give them a bone to chew on things like that anything that can stimulate them and and give them something to do Now I just went through some of the nice and fluffy things that are important to know of course when watching someone else's dog but it's not all rainbows and unicorns you know dogs they are even though they are our house pets they are still wild animals let's just be frank and uh, some are a little more wild than others are and they have different triggers than you know one dog to the next So, it's very important for your safety and for your pet's safety to make sure beforehand to ask the owner, is there anything that is triggering for your dog that I should be aware of? It could be maybe something like a car, it could be something like don't touch their belly, You know, it's really, it's things you don't know. Except for they know because they live with the animal and have maybe had something happen before where they've learned. So make sure that that you're getting these questions answered beforehand, if at all possible. And then when they are in your care, just make sure that, you know, if, if the animal growls at you, Take it seriously. Um, don't don't believe believe the dog because it only takes you know one second for something something terrible to happen, um, which could be biting you or, or biting someone else or an animal. And of course, nobody wants those sorts of things to happen. But unfortunately, you know, like I said, we do have wild animals domesticated wild animals in our homes Um, and especially when you don't know them all that well um, and maybe what their their signs are of when they're getting to the the last of their patients Um, and and if they're the kind of animal that would snap or just growl and do nothing else you just don't know so just a, a little cautionary tale there just have fun <laughs> have fun of course but be careful protect yourself and protect the people around you did you like this episode if you did I'd love it if you would share my podcast with someone you think would like it and share what you've learned. You can always contact me at Andrea K. Simple Living at Gmail dot com. Links in the show notes. I really appreciate you listening. Until next time, live simply and live well.